This is Rosen Institute's Your Law Firm, covering management, marketing, finance, and new technologies for growing your law firm. Here's Lee Rosen. It's good to be with you today from Modena, Italy. We left Milan and drove down to La Spezia to see Cinque Terre, the beautiful small towns along the sea. You can hike or ride the train between these five small towns along the coast and see each town. Each one has its own special character. It's a little bit like visiting the Amalfi Coast, but it's less expensive and a little less packed with tourists, but it still has plenty of visitors. We got a full dose of Amalfi a few weeks ago, and the tourists are back in droves. Now we're down in Modena in an agriturismo, which is basically a farm turned into a fancy hotel. Today, we are headed down the hill to sample the balsamic vinegar that they make here. We don't always do very much as we travel, and we're often just being lazy, but lately we've been loaded up on things to do and see in Italy. I'm not complaining, but I'll be ready for a long stay in one place pretty soon. It's exhilarating, but it's also exhausting, and I didn't even mention stopping in Parma yesterday for Parma ham and Parmesan cheese. It was delicious. It's time for your tech tip. Log your ideas. Record them. Write them down. Make sure you don't forget them. You'll forget them if you don't do something proactive to record them. One of your ideas, it could be worth a million dollars or more. Don't let it slip away. Even if your idea is only a $25,000 a year idea, well, multiply that idea by 30 years and you're at over $750,000 for that thought. You don't want to lose it. That's real money by anyone's standards. For me, I've forgotten most of my good ideas, and you'll never hear me pass them along to you because they came to me as I was in the shower or talking to folks at lunch or watching a show on Netflix. My million-dollar ideas flashed through my brain, and they slipped away, leaving me standing there scratching my head, trying desperately to remember what it is that I had just forgotten. But just like that, it was gone. How do I know these were million-dollar ideas? Well, I don't, but I've had some million-dollar ideas in the past, so my guess is that at least one of these forgotten ideas would have worked out and made me lots of money. Who knows? So now, when I have an idea, and sometimes it's a million-dollar idea, but I treat even the $10 ideas in the same way because when these inspired moments strike, I have no idea what the ideas are going to be worth. Truth be told, they mostly feel like moments of genius to me me, even if later when I look at them more carefully, I can't figure out why I thought these crazy thoughts made sense. So now I don't waste my ideas. I dictate them into my phone so that I won't forget them. I use an iPhone and for a long time I was using an app called Just Press Record. It's a simple iPhone app that requires only one click. With one click, I was recording and those recordings automatically showed up on my MacBook in my inbox in Obsidian. That's the app that I use for taking notes. I reviewed the ideas later and I decided if we'd act on them or if I should just delete them. For me, most of my best ideas, they come to me when I'm on a walk and I simply lift up my phone and record my idea and I'm done. Recently, I've switched things up and I'm using an app called otter.ai to record the flood of ideas that I'm having. 
The nice thing about otter.ai is that it transcribes the messages for me instantly. It's free, or you can pay for more minutes per month. It's a nice app that you can use for all kinds of transcriptions. It's shockingly effective at transcribing meetings with multiple voices, and they're adding features to the app on a regular basis. It's available for the iPhone and for Android. It's otter.ai. There are, of course, lots of great ways to record your ideas and your inspirations and the things that you suddenly remember that need to be on your task list or somewhere else. But otter.ai will do the job nicely, and you can send your transcribed notes to pretty much anywhere you choose to collect them so that you'll have them when you need them. So today's tech tip is not to use Otter AI, although I think it's terrific. Today, I'm suggesting that you capture all of your ideas because some of them are worth millions. That's your tech tip. And now for your moment of concise advice. Speaking to groups is good for your business. Whether it's a Rotary Club or a Bar Association, CLE, or a high school academic pep rally, it's good for business. I actually got a client from that academic pep rally. I have no idea how I ended up in front of that audience of high school students. I didn't do particularly well with my speech to them, but I got a client. A parent of one of the students was there in the crowd, and that person called and hired me, much to my surprise. But public speaking requires you to take the time to answer this question if you're going to turn your speech into clients. The question is this, what do I want the person listening to do that they know they ought to do? To elaborate, what do I want them to change? What action do I want them to take? What should they do or be or think about differently? What is the change that I am encouraging that is something that they know they ought to do? I spoke to a lawyer the other day who is using public speaking as a means of growing his practice, and I asked him what's the difference that he is trying to make? What does he want the person listening to do that they know they ought to do? His answer, which was a little bit of a joke, but a little bit serious. He said, I want them to call me and to hire me. Now, I get that answer, and I've said it myself, and I totally relate to the sentiment. If we're going to perform an act of marketing, we want a return on investment. And you know what? Even if all he does is fumble through his speech while making it clear that he's a lawyer and he explains what it is that he does, well, he'll get some clients from speaking to the group that he speaks to. In many practice areas, just just showing up and being the lawyer, that is enough to get you business. But if you want a lot of clients and if you want the people that hear you to go tell their friends about you, then you've got to do more than simply show up. You've got to make a difference. You've got to know the answer to the question, what do I want the person listening to to do that they know they ought to do? I've given a lot of speeches over the years, and in the beginning, I'm not entirely sure what it is that I wanted the audience to do as a result of my talk. But as I grew into using public speaking as a marketing approach, I knew what I wanted them to do, and that was this. I wanted them to stay married. I was a divorce lawyer. I had seen what happens to 
families that unravel. I wanted these folks listening to find a way to make it work. Staying married is something that most of the folks in my audience knew they wanted to do. We were on the same side of that, and I knew something about how to stay married. I gave them a speech about how to stay happily married, and I gave them lots of tips, things that I'd learned from my years as a divorce lawyer, things that they could use to stay married. I sincerely hope that at least some of the people in my audience would be able to use that information to stay married. And that was important. I knew that that was an important message to deliver because I knew how many of the folks that I met ended up divorced. I explained all of that to this lawyer that I was talking to about public speaking and about marketing, and his reaction was not entirely unexpected. He asked me if I wasn't hurting myself by encouraging people to stay married, given that I was a divorce lawyer. And I explained that no matter how good I was at giving that speech, I was nowhere near good enough to stop people from getting a divorce. There was not and is not and probably never will be a shortage of clients for divorce lawyers. That's simply not going to change no matter how inspiring any speech I deliver may be. But by showing up and offering the audience something that they could use to try to do something good for themselves, by my having clarity around and knowing what I wanted the person listening to me to do, well, we connected in a much more powerful way. They perceived me as helping them and pushing them to do something that they knew they needed to do. They got something in exchange for the time that we gave to each other. It was a win-win, and my effort to help them make a positive change built a stronger connection and it built trust. When you go into a speaking engagement with a goal that's vague, something like educating them about the law, or going into a speaking engagement with a goal that's self-serving, like getting them to hire you, that won't work nearly as well as helping these folks to make a change that's good for them. Go into the room knowing what you want the person listening to do and you'll connect. Get clear before you write the speech about how you want to help this person do what they already know they ought to do. Then help them make the change that they know they need to make. That's the way you'll get more clients. That's your moment of concise advice. Wrapping up from Modena, Italy, thanks for spending a few minutes with me today. I hope you have a great weekend and an even better week next week. Keep plugging away, moving forward, getting things done. You're on the right track. You'll get there, I promise. We're all in this together, and together we build better practices through better marketing, better management, and better technology. Until next time, I'm Lee Rosen. Thanks for listening to Your Law Firm. Visit rosensrules.com for our free course on the 10 critical rules all successful law firms follow.